Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks. Uh, this is Charles Warner, and I'm here with a very impromptu media roundtable at the Cannabis Science Conference. And uh, we're super excited to chop it up with you for, you know, about 10 or 15 minutes and just talk about the state of the state with media, uh, the conference here, and of course, maybe some new products to be looking out for in the future. Uh, with that being said, if everybody here could just kind of introduce yourselves and then we'll, we'll jump right in. Great. Hi, Rochelle Gordon, CFN Media. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. I'm Julie Chiarello, co-owner at Skunk Magazine. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Uh, my name is Max Nash. They call me Ms. Max because I'm the old lady and uh, I'm curious about cannabis. Okay. And I'm John Sivlin with Canada Newswire. All right, John, welcome. We go back from uh, the last time in Portland, we had the, um, the media uh, media panel on the, the CCC conference. That's, collaborative conference, that's uh, right. That's right. Cannabis that collaborative conference. So it's always good to be back in Portland. So what do you guys think? What's um, what's kind of the state of the state right now with uh, regards to media and cannabis? What are you noticing as far as like maybe trends or, you know, just uh, just overall your impressions of, of how the media is going? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, with Skunk Magazine, we're a 15 year old publication and we've been devoted to organics and sustainability the whole time. Um, and so for us, you know, We've gone even further in the last five years to say, you know, this isn't just about healing with the plant. This isn't just about regenerative farming. It's actually about practicing regenerative business and actually having, you know, ethical standards, having uh, companies and corporations that are actually, you know, being responsible community members and nourishing their community and fighting for prisoners and still in the drug war and really giving back, not just being about, you know, money making as usual. So for us as a media company, our focus, the leading edge for us, is about bridging into authenticity, bridging into true connection, because that's what I feel our world really needs right now, is, is to make that connection and take it further, take the conversation further. So I think I'm a little bit on the fringe, you know, in terms of asking that question. I don't necessarily think that all media sources are doing that, but that's our leading edge. Okay. What do you I feel as a patient um, that they are, and it's this observation, they're marketing to the rec market. And in Oregon, we have this overpopular, oversaturation of product, they say, but they're, they're marketing to the people who are using it and who are buying it at such a low rate and they're buying uh, data shows of entry level products versus marketing to uh, people who probably already tried it in a way, but to let them know that there's new kinds of products, you don't have to smoke it. It's, it's a plant, not a weed, and, and changing those perceptions. But their marketing media continues to market to their own people who are already using it. There's a huge market out there. I just mm. wish they would shift that a little bit more. I think the CBD hemp CBD market has opened up curiosity. Yeah. All kind of works out. But uh, for my URL, <laughs> someday. But it's really shifting. But the our industry isn't yet. That's my yeah, I think that I think that's a fair assessment. Um, on our side, since we're covering the investment side uh, of the cannabis industry, I can say that that is a very hot topic. Yeah. Because everybody wants to get in and everybody wants to know what the silver bullet is. You know, who is the next Google? Who is the next Apple? And unfortunately, um, people are so eager that I think, you know, there's a little bit of up and down on that marketplace. So I think that we have to really stay true and make sure that we're sharing accurate information, but also looking further ahead, not just to, you know, what's the harboring of the of the industry because we just don't have one yet. 
Yeah, and I think that that's the balance, you know. A lot of people talk about the green rush. I told you I'm more focused on a renaissance. I call it a green renaissance. But, you know, we have to still pay attention that we are kind of in this dot-com kind of quagmire. And we're going to probably be there for the next 10 years. And so I feel, you know, even though not all publications, I love what you're doing and the idea of application of science. You know, only 15% of our doctors know about the endocannabinoid system. So speaking to what you're saying, as the science continues to get applied, then more and more people, whether they use or not, or whether they find alternatives to use, um, you know, they're going to start to be more informed. And we can start to reach more people and quell this opiate crisis, which is really not a crisis. It's being pushed. So I'm really excited about pushing the science and also educating those financial people. I've had a lot of conversations about, hey, what, if, what can we do with our money? Do you believe in conscious money? Do you believe in maybe helping to change how we're doing business on the planet? So it's not so greed-laden and about our portfolios and poisoning soils and waterways. So that's an interesting conversation to have, right. I think, with finance because there is so much desire to get in. So I'm trying to have that balancing conversation. I have what kind of a, a different perspective yeah. because uh, where we are, we sit between PR people and the media. So we're seeing a lot of different things. So taking the content piece out of it for a second. Yeah. There's been an explosion of new titles, new publication titles over the last year. And um, they're not, two years ago where we saw a lot of the competition was on a national level where Mm -hmm. publications were trying to be all things to all consumers or all things to all business people on a national level. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we started to see more niche publications kind of fill in. Now that explosion is happening on the niche side. But what's another interesting thing that's happening is um, larger content syndicators, they don't want to necessarily jump in with both feet into cannabis. So they're finding publications out there to syndicate contents from. Uh, The Fresh Toast just signed a big content uh, syndication deal with uh, Tribune Media Company, which is putting all of their stuff into where the Chicago Tribune syndicates, you know, and so I think it's something like... So it's going to be accurate information that gets reported in the national well, it, media, possibly? I, Is that what I'm... I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be newer... Met, I think there's a lot of editors who are now, and publishers, who are saying that understand there's curiosity among their readers. And how can you ignore the fact that there's been this swell, just on the policy side, right? There's been this avalanche of right. new stuff happening. So you're kind of if you're a Chicago Tribune, you're kind of an idiot if you don't right. start. Yeah, a section. Yeah. Right? And I've gotten yes. frustrated how they think they, they start their to tell sourcing the story, specialists, but though. they end at just this point to then finish in the gen- like in a national level, to end the, the conversation with a little bit of information, a little education. Yeah. Is it snake oil, blah, 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 it's not tested, blah, 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 in the hit market. However, if you, I mean, they could end that sentence with, if you are in a state where it, there's a medical or recreational and there are testing, you can support standards, that is where they are starting. You know, I mean, they can start that, that it's not all this scary. I mean, actually the dispensaries are a better choice right now to buy your CBD only, which is that hint. And I get so, so frustrated. Former, I get so company. frustrated yeah. that they end that sentence. Yeah. So, you right. have, so we have limited uh, media 
in cannabis because of regulations, right? So magazines, you mentioned the prevalence of these publications coming out, like print has almost experienced a renaissance in the cannabis <laughs> space because it's one of the few places where they can advertise, yeah. right. you know? So um, that means we have an obligation or a responsibility, you know, as the media, as one of the dominant forms of, of uh, media yeah. in the cannabis space to, to get it right. Well, Charles, let me ask you this question. Yeah. As a publisher, um, do you create a title because you think there's an advertising opportunity, uh, you can sell advertisements, or is it a content issue for mm -hmm. subscriptions? Because I think most publications are not making money on the subscriptions, they're making money on the advertising. Yeah. And so I think and there's only so many publications well, and that they have to put it yeah. on in. We have a mixed model. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, to survive, we're 15 years old. Right. We've gone through many different iterations over this journey. Um, and what I would say is, you know, we're, we've diversified. We went from 13 issues a year to four. And then we are um, relaunching our digital magazine. We just finished fighting a five-year court battle in the Canadian courts because we also had a distribution arc. And we were also uh, bringing genetics in from Europe into Canada. So that court case was about that. But what I would say is that, you know, you really do have to diversify as a, as a publication. And, um, you know, niche is one thing. Yep. Ad-driven is one thing, subscribers is one thing. And then, you know, when you look at the digital, which I I want to, I love what you're doing and want to continue to yeah, see, find we're going to be launching too. our digital magazine again so that we're a global voice. You know, our third largest audience is Spain. So I think it's really about diversification well, and staying agile. You, you mentioned before that this is sort of like a dot-com style bubble that's emerging in cannabis. Yeah. Just to compare. So in the dot-com era, when we were about at the same period of time, there were PR agencies that would list about 40 publications in their top tier that are covering the dot-com uh, dot market. 40 is a big number for PR. For it's sure. a PR, you basically, if you can count to 10, awesome, right? <laughs> so 40 is huge. Today in cannabis, we have over 800 titles just publishing in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I would say that easily you can put 60 of those publications on the top tier list, you know, um, depending on what you're looking for. Now, there's obviously a very top echelon of that mm -hmm. uh, as well, but it's it's massive. So it's a it's a challenge both for... I've watched it happen. But, he, but yeah. it used to just be skunk in high times and then Weed World in UK. So we've watched all the titles come in as we one by stood one. the test of time. But yeah, what right. are we doing to go outside the market? Like, what are you going to go outside out and marketing to the people who, in the places where they're going to want to pick up that magazine? Where are we going to the people who might not want to, you know, at the grocery store, a little something on there, like they might be willing well, to do that. What are we doing right about that? Barnes and Nobles. Those more extent, I, I would love to see more companies uh, who are larger and possibly have some funding that can support an education platform. Maybe there's some things behind it that support financially, but really show the world that you are not about just selling your product, that you really do believe in this medicine, you believe in this plant, and you're willing to invest in education of our, That's our, our market. Devotion, here's a, here's yeah. a great uh, philosophy I use. You, have, uh, you can't sell the product until you educate on the ingredient. You have a jar of marinara. I've, I don't, you don't know what a tomato is, and I'm trying to say this is good for you. It actually might taste good. It might be kind of fun sometimes too. But you don't even understand how it might help you, but yet I'm saying here, buy this concentrate tomato. Oh, absolutely. And it looks pretty, but you're just like, I don't really know much about that. So maybe another time. 
So what are we doing to really help educate people on tomatoes? Well, well that's why I have well, an issue with the green rush. That's yeah. my you know, issue outside with the green of this rush market because in this there's room. no application of science. Laws are but being there written. Are. There, there's so much science out there. People just have to it's not being applied. look a small one. Like you can, the whole thing about cannabis and I tell people, like you walk into your pharmacy, OTC, you pick that thing that's $3. And by the way, you don't know that if you take too much of that sleep aid, it's going to give you uh, uh, urinary retention. By the way, I have a concussion and I have a hard time finding a few words. <laughs> and so, but you're willing to do that, but yet not go into a dispensary, rub something on, or put around a plant that has never killed anyone ever in time. That even that OTC, take out the whole bottle, like a few of those might kill you. Well, I so think- So I think that we just, like, how do we get people out of that? Well, I think there's like two different issues here. You know, one is, is you know, what, what John was asking was, you know, our model of, of you know, we have to do everything that I think all the magazines are doing right now, which is obviously you've got to have the content, you've got to have the audience, and you've got to diversify how the content gets out. You know, there's got to be video and podcast mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, stuff like that. The magazine is still our flagship and we love it and we're passionate about the, the quality we put in our publications. Mm -hmm. But we also know that people like to consume stuff, you know, different ways. Sure. Podcasts are big. Videos are great. Right. Um, you know, that's what everybody watches on social media. It's videos. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear Rochelle's opinion on news because yeah. uh, there's a there's one thing to write about the science and, and mm -hmm. what's happening on a macro level, yeah. but there's hundreds of companies that are, a lot of them are startups in this market, right? Most of them, vast majority, and not all of them have money for major PR budgets and, and so forth, but they have innovation, they have great ideas. Yeah. How do companies like that get into these 800 publications? We are chasing essentially stories from the same 15 companies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How many times is Tilray and MedMen and whatever? <laughs> they don't need to have any more coverage, Two honestly. Two of the worst companies. Right. Well, it's my, I, no comment. But uh, <laughs> but how do those companies, the, the smaller companies, get their yeah. news into all these? Well, you know, for CFN, we're a completely digital platform. Yeah. Um, and so, and we've really gone all in on our video content as of late because you're right, people want short snippets that they can consume. Um, you know, people's attention spans these days, I think are shorter than ever. And so- Easily digestible. Easily yeah. digestible, And do you go yes. to a certain Quick. age, genre? It, like, is there a focus? Like millennial versus, well, and my focus is over 40, is there's like this age, like aging or you've had injuries and you ache and you hurt. <laughs> it's not about getting high. Right. When you pick your, right. who do you mark? Well, CFN's that. target audience would be accredited investors in the space and then entrepreneurs um, and a B2B sort of side. But, um, but we okay. do have a component of our business model that is an agency component doing investor relations. So companies mm. who are considering going public might engage us in that sense or companies who are startups who would love to come to a conference like this, but it costs you know an arm and a leg to fly everyone out and yeah. present and not everyone can afford to go to an ArcView show to ah. pitch but perhaps you can make a quick 60 second, two minute pitch video to send to potential investors and find that on our website or our channels or anywhere else. And you know, that could lead to a deal. So there's a lot of different ways to get the information out there. And I do think that, you know, both digital and print, especially in this industry are both crucial. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's hard to report news though. And there's a large amount of it out there and, you know. And miss news. Well, I'm just talking about like product news or yeah. company news. And I think that there needs to be a, a vehicle in the in the media for, you know, uh, you would imagine something like MJ Biz Daily, mm -hmm. but they are still they're focused on more of the upper end of the market. 
So the long tail is being ignored, but that's where a lot of this innovation is coming from. I'd love to answer your question too, yeah. John, um, because I have actually thought about it a lot. I come from a background of health and wellness and empowered consumerism, conscious capitalism. Before I got into the industry 15 years ago, I was actually incubating health and wellness products, yoga clothes globally. Um, I taught yoga to kids. So that work as a healer, that work as a, you know, has informed my business. And what I wanted to do was create a platform that actually could help entrepreneurs incubate. So talking mm -hmm. about what you're talking about, I, my publication is not a pay-to-play. But if you are walking your talk in some way, whether you're leading-edge tech, leading-edge farm, uh, solutions, you know, what you're bringing, I want to know. And then I invite people to speak in the space. And I'm definitely saying this to anyone out there that has something that is of interest and of meaning and substance reach out to us because we actually will share your content. We'll give bios and link backs to your pages. We will help incubate your brand without charging you anything. And then I ask companies to invest that are ready with a marketing budget, then they're happy to invest in print and digital because they see that for us, we'll incubate, we'll help them, we'll help them succeed yeah. as a company um, just because we're really interested in their innovation getting out there. So that's, just to answer your question, that's what we're doing. Charles, you guys are a sponsor here. What are, uh, what are you guys doing well, besides I think, sponsors? No, I think, I, think, I think you bring up a really good point, um, Julie, that we have an obligation almost to be the tip of the spear and move this industry forward. And that means helping the events. That means helping the entrepreneurs. That means mm -hmm. helping the content creators. Yep. That means also, though, and this is where it gets tricky. We have an obligation to bring the real. And sometimes that means we can't be cheerleaders. Right. You know, Precisely. there's that there's that fine line, you yeah. know, like there's some topics that kind of right now are a little uncomfortable in the industry. And we have Absolutely. to decide, do we want to talk about them or do we want to just, you know, cover our eyes and pretend that everything's all rosy? Because there are some issues there. I think we yeah. learn our lessons from we, we kind of, yeah, we have We're an obligation. We're the rabble rousers though. Yeah. yeah. Mean, we are the renegades. We've been known as the irreverent magazine because we will talk about the hard truths. Yeah. And we will say, hey, you know, the green rush and business as usual, that's part of the disease on this planet. Mm -hmm. So how can we change that conversation? Cannabis Hi. came to us to help us heal how we're living with our resources. There's that authenticity we were talking in this about. Way yeah. where we're poisoning our soils and our waterways. Yeah. This can't go on, but it is going on. People are right. still upholding this ideal of, well, I have a great portfolio and I invested in Tilray and I invested in canopy growth. And, oh, well, that's really nice. That's great. Let's, <laughs> let's connect the dots. And how, you know, Corona is connected with Nestle is connected with damaging our world right now. Well, so I'm glad you're happy about your success, but what is it doing to our world? Well, and I try really, really hard um, just as a journalist, you know, that even though, you know, we're reporting on some of these companies and, you know, maybe some of them could potentially be people that we're representing in the IR space to remain objective, though, which, yeah, there can be a gray line there, especially, you know, for this platform. Um, but for me personally, it's really important. For example, um, they were courting potentially Ignite as a client. And I said, if you even think about it, I am leaving this company. And I have also said that. And so I have boycotted yeah, well, Ignite, yep. boycotted WeedMD. Yep. And so for me, yeah, I will set yeah. that standard. I'm not saying everybody's going to do that. Are right. people going to do it, it to takes the product too, though? You know, hmm? are it they takes... the product? Like, yeah, there was a local product here that was taken Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for this week's podcast and would like to also give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Rayware Clothing Company. Rayware provides the ultimate protection for cultivators. 
So that that is very interesting because right now, talking about sustainability, over in the, the mainstream world, big brands like um, uh, Procter & Gamble, you know, they just launched a, a campaign called Brands for Good. And there's a bunch of other companies that are part of, I think it's called Sustainable Brands, um, that they are using their marketing dollars to activate their consumers. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're not going to use their marketing dollars anymore to say we want to sell you know, more diapers or we want to sell this. We want to turn our audience into a force for good. And they've all come together to do that. I think that that Thank is, you. yeah, it's a- That's what I meant. Yeah, the leading edge it, of advertising yeah. is authenticity. And these big companies are actually showing that. But, you I know, think this, that a lot conference. of people in the cannabis space don't get that. They're right. still not getting that. And, you know, maybe I'm sharing the secret sauce, but let's share. But let's share. Because <laughs> yeah. why is the plant here for us? Yeah. Is to do those things, to have companies be ethical in a whole new way. Yeah. Why can't we learn from communities? our lessons yeah. of everything else? And put, like, why do you want to put your I was I started Oregon's first software company and employee number 117. And here's what I see right now is we there's a lot of uh, connections of what how industry young people not really sure what to do i mean there's so many things and i've done business development and various things and i i just want to help sometimes mm -hmm. um that fighting the big man and the people who are coming new into it and all this thing like um that money by the way is going to give you a good paycheck possibly and benefits and and if you can help be a part of it and not fight it you can help grow it into what you might want to be. And like what you guys are doing, you're saying no, you're standing your ground, you're helping your leaders journey through that path of making decisions. Now, at some point, if you don't, then you stay true to the ground, hopefully, you know, that kind of thing. But it has to be the leaders and the people guiding the companies that don't know. I think everybody plays their role. I mean, what I try and do True. in business is I try and observe nature, I actually try and observe the plant and how she works. <laughs> and, you know, in nature, we need shadow, we need depth. We need destruction. Nothing gets done without those forces. And so I try and apply that wisdom to business and understand that everybody is going to be playing their role in this industry. And we right. will have the greedy factions. Yep. They are they function as the shadow. But what does the shadow do? The shadow pushes innovation. The shadow pushes evolution. They the shadow pushes things. the conversation. But I'm meant to play my role too. I'm meant to speak up and hold the standard. Exactly. But That's I can why have respect. And I do, as a human yeah. being, I will speak to the owner of, uh, I, I spoke with the owner of Dope, and I said, you're kind of like David, we're friends. And I said, you know, you're kind of like Anakin Skywalker. You know, you, you went to the dark side a little bit there, man. Sorry, Tranimal. But then I introduced him <laughs> to my son. Good Halloween party. I introduced, I know, no, and he's, he's an Halloween awesome party. guy. I love, I well, love we, him. We laughed great. about it, and he's like, badass for saying that but then we also talked about our families and we talked about just who we were as human beings and i think that that's the kind of respect hey we can all hold different opinions and we can still be respectful and we can still be kind human beings and i know that it's going to continue to evolve you know i think for me the uh, ccc uh, what was the ccc um Commons. yes that one right there in march was that right that for me was a great conference, and you, you were there, right? Yep. Of the uh, shift of just this truly collaborative, and I haven't felt that in a lot um, yeah. of places. And for me, this uh, I'm not producer. I'm more here for informational, looking for standards and testing, just all sorts of ways, and um, from the patient aspect. So I don't have that, but I just felt that CCC was this really amazing 
connection well, this, this here in Portland yeah. specifically too. And I, you tell me more well, here. The, this I, conference has look at all the folks in the media. Well, that's true. And there's a booth there for the media, and there's a booth over there for the media. This mm-hmm. conference well, this gets is, it; they yeah. understand it. And not only that, but they've given reporters stuff to write about. And yes. a lot of these, what's missing, I think, is that these companies came here unprepared to unveil anything and use this conference as a platform for generating right. news about themselves. Sure. So they're just sort of yeah. here to sell their wares. But given the fact that there's so many reporters that were registered here, these companies should have come prepared to make an announcement yeah. and yeah. give reporters a reason to want to write about them. And that's a missing piece yeah. also in the media landscape. I think that's a really important point uh, because especially in the in the area now if we flip from the editorial to the advertising side um, there's a lot of confusion mm-hmm. amongst the advertisers especially in the b2b cannabis space and I've talked to a lot of them and they're like because they can only do print and events and you know uh, um, um, there's some 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 video and stuff that they can do or whatever but they're kind of limited too and they're always like how do I know if my marketing is working they're like, I'm placing these ads. I'm going to these events. How do I get an ROI? And I'll tell you, and I think it goes back to what uh, what you just said, is that you can't just place an ad. You can't just show up to an event. You have to activate. It's multifaceted. You've got to yes, get some absolutely. people to help you. Get those magazines. Get the events. Get 100%. the journalists. Get friends. And like you said, bring something to the table because we're chomping at the bit to tell some great stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you can't just place an ad or just show up and expect to cross your arms and you know those deals roll in. know about QR codes, the magic of QR codes, and then the ability to track like every person if you want. And they don't have to take a piece of paper. It's sustainable. It can go to your website. You can capture your data that people, you know, then sell in you. Data's the new oil. The data, data guy, you know. Intro. Josh, uh, (laughs) I'm going to skip back to the other thing. All right. So Josh Crosney gets it. He understands media. But, and this is not if, you know, Josh, if you're listening, this is not a whack at you. I think that when this show is remembered, it'll be remembered for Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. And, but and that's gone. that's not that's not unimportant. No. Fran Drescher was the, 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 uh, the part of it last year, right? Yeah. That's what people remembered, and it brings people to this event. But it's not necessarily communicating. It's communicating the story of the industry and why we're all here. Her story is important, but it's not their stories. It's just the it's just the prologue. Yeah. Right. So, what what brings the TV cameras onto the show floor? To meet with all of these companies and learn about why these companies are important in the ecosystem. That's kind of a missing piece also. Mm. Well, and I think that's when I went around as a patient, like I as I was going like, I kind of don't know what you do, but what I like, like, oh, you're killing powdery milk, I'm gonna read this across. So I know as myself, I then like, okay, I can have faith that these growers and producers, they're killing the powdery mildew with these equipment here. And so when I go back and educate, like, yes, they have standards, they're trying to create these. Like these terpenes are trying to, and so creating layman's terms to all the people who don't know. So for me, a lot of the people have been super helpful of kind of like layman's term in it for me of how I can then translate that back of where I can fit into it. You so just coined a new expression, that. layman's terming. Layman's terming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I've come up with some really good ones the other day in my concussion brain. I was trying to say the word, like the person had a chiseled physique and I was trying to explain them and I, I couldn't come up with that word. So they're now called strong face. <laughs> 
So magical I wanted concussion to get, words. You know, back and to your point, John, is that I think that companies in the space to actually survive this dot-com bubble that we're going to go through over the next five, ten years, um, because there's going to be different implosions, I believe. Yeah. And Definitely. I, I do think that for companies, it is about understanding that every event has 15 to 20 different opportunities for them and to assess those properly and to understand, you know, what is the low hanging fruit, for instance, here? Yeah, they could be incubating themselves in a way where they're not just waiting for that next person to walk up and be interested, mm-hmm. but be multitasking, mm-hmm. is, which is what us, you know, we're doing in the media. We've had to stay agile. We've had to understand. It's not just doing one thing. It's not just doing a great print magazine. It's doing seven to 10 amazing things where you're doing this multifaceted approach of engagement and it's really dynamic. And that's the same thing that companies have to do. Yes. So we're helping them understand that. I think publishers publishers have to kick the door down with ideas nowadays. Like you have to almost be like an agency as a publisher. You have to kick the door down. It can't just be, I I got a full page ad. Do you want it? Oh, heck no. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, and then because you let the ad just sit there. It's like, oh, here you go. Give me your money and good Mm -hmm. luck. I mean, I cannot do that because it's, they're not going to get the results from that that they want. And then also I think they're missing um, a low, I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but attenders. They're paid 15 bucks an hour. They don't have a lot of money. And I'll use an example in Oregon. We have the Oregon OCA, Oregon Cannabis Association in Orca. And they are both, well, OCA is coming out with an industry membership. You can still attend. But so many bud tenders don't know what's even there. Honestly, their company is probably a company. And they don't know to come and get a free class on the art of compliance, how to say things. You need to do further in that. Is there something that your magazines kind of focus on on those areas? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're way into the education like, side. So yeah, that's super we're smart. Going we're different than a lot of the publications that are just covering kind of pretty much lifestyle and who's cool and which celebrities in mm-hmm. and all this kind of vapid, like the same thing. You could pick yeah. up a lot of them and it's just like, right. okay, well, this is just the same it's cool. thing. We know it's and cool. And so for us, we've never, we, we actually teach people to grow organically. We've taught hundreds of thousands of people all around the world that's to grow awesome. organically. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people come up to me and go, you... Skunk Magazine taught me to grow. The Rev taught me to grow. And then also genetics. We educate people on genetics. So when you pick up our magazine, we want you to set it down having learned something, mm-hmm. having benefited in some way. But that's our legacy. That's one, who we are. One issue that we were talking about uh, yesterday that is a big gap is when you are uh, in, in my example, hit by a car. You are at the hospital. You then they go, go to your primary. You go to your primary. I am allergic to narcotics, and they yeah. give you the same cocktail. Everyone, you're anti-inflammatory, you're narcotics, and we go through this. Um, sorry, my, my oh, uh, to tell bud tenders, sorry, uh, again, our art of compliance about how to fill the gap of where your doctor's like, I can't help you, I don't, I can't anything about it. You go to a bud tender, oh, you, I can't say very much, I can't give you medical advice. Yeah. Um, there are some people who are teaching art of compliance, and realistically, it's just more. I think here's Colorado just made it where doctors it. can prescribe here's cannabis how, for pain. Yeah. Right. So it's a I state say, by bring state. your doctor the science. I right. tell everybody, yes. tell them about your their, their endocannabinoid system because most doctors are actually angry that in 1992 this was discovered mm-hmm. by Robert Machulam, and for some odd reason, because of the corruption right. and greed that plagues. The, the medical society that they have stopped this information being taught to doctors and nurses. I was more the bed tenders of how they start to learn 
to fill the gap of here's a way of how you say to use this product, uh, this tincture could be put on a tampon and help for PMS, uh, menopause, yeah, any other pain. It, this is how it has been used and people can make their own assumption. You're not giving that medical advice on the part of compliance. Well, Here's I, how things are used. Skip that. They're just skip left the in the middle. They're just the left roots. in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yeah. Go right to the patient. Then how do we get people to get there? Well, that's the thing is there's a lot of, the, that's part of the problem. So like, there's too they... many publications and they're all, where are the true experts and how do you get people to become more of uh, an advocate for themselves with information that... I was so grateful. I have the knowledge of like, and, and people have just through myself like, ooh, I'm gonna go to conferences on my own dime, by the way, no company is paying me this every time, every class that I go to is my own and I, like right now, I don't make much either. So it's about that self-investment of your knowledge and your education and I just become passionate and inflamed when I've learned about the political. That's what has sent to well, move this forward. So let me ask you this, because we got we to gotta yeah. kind of wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, where do you see it going, you know, moving forward? Because I think we've touched on some really important things here. And I just really appreciate all of your perspectives and your expertise you've brought together. This is this is fun. Um, what, what do you see kind of around the around the corner or, you know, with regard to media and communication and, and stuff like that? What are you what are you guys excited about or anything new? You want to go over show you have a spoken Oh, um, I can say for, for our side, you know, the M&A activity and the public market activity in cannabis is exploding. And whether that is a good thing or a bad thing at this point uh, remains to be seen. I do think that there are some extremely high valuations coming out yeah. that are premature, if to say. Bananas. Um, <laughs> so I would say, you know, we're just going to continue moving forward and bring the people the information that they need and to make their own decisions and do their own due diligence. Yeah. And I think that through a collaborative effort, through the different types of publications, um, you know, from, from our end to the skunk side, you know, we're covering a lot of different ground, but you have to make sure that you're paying attention to all the different sources, not just one or the other, because there's always at least two sides to every story. Absolutely, there's a million ways up the mountain. I would say for us, you know, the leading edge for us is going to keep on bringing out the unsung, the unseen, the unheard in this evolution. And that's our function, which I'm very pleased with because that's, you know, that's our part. That's our contribution to say, hey, we want a bigger table. We want all the voices at the table and we want it to be authentic. We want to make the real connection. We want to actually have excellence in business yeah. that is ethical at the same time. And so we're going to keep on having that conversation and keep on bringing lots of different voices. And I'd love to speak with you, Rochelle. I know we're going to talk, Charles, yeah. about how we can keep on filling in finance, tech, mm -hmm. science, because this is a full and multifaceted expression. It, it hits every area of our world, just like Jack Herrer said, Yeah, that, you know, hemp and cannabis are here to actually not only transform and heal our bodies, but really transform how we do business. And I think that's the most exciting part of what we're doing. What do you think, John? I think um, there's going to be entropy. We should uh -huh. all brace ourselves in the media for yeah. that. There's going to be entropy. Yeah, so absolutely. there are too many trade shows. I think the trade shows that learn how to work with the media will survive. Mm -hmm. And those that don't will wither away because no one's going to really know about them other than their own little uh, cadre of people. Same with the media. There's just 800 titles is way yeah. too many. That will probably shrink down to 200 in the next couple of years, mm -hmm. uh, next 18 months. And um, I think that there will be people who are specialists that know how to write 
like Michelle, who has a, a following of people and you know can freelance to other publications, and I think you'll be in demand for those two hundred. We'll have larger audiences who will yeah. then be able to pay for better writing, mm -hmm. and um, and that will continue. Actually, that entropy will continue, yeah. and we'll see more of a normal media landscape. We don't need that many publications. Right. We need to have at least a few that compete with each other so we can get good content. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I think that there is, uh, you know, one of the cool things about this is, and we, we do other tech magazines and like Innovation and Tech Today and Residential Tech Today, and they're fun and they're exciting, but it's not the same as being in this cannabis <laughs> space right now because it's very collaborative. Like, I feel like that there is a collaborative spirit, like just, just the act of consuming is generally a, a it's a social experience. It's exactly this whole industry is galvanized around one premise: making people feel good. However, exactly. you wanted to find. I don't think we could end any better than that right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much. Uh, again, you've been chopping it up with Chuck. Uh, Cannabis and Tech Talks. Really excited to have everybody here. And uh, let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cannabis and Tech Talks. If you like this podcast, make sure that you subscribe and share with your friends. And if you're interested in being featured on Cannabis and Tech Talks or being an advertiser or a partner in our award-winning magazine, Cannabis and Tech Today, give us a shout and we will help tell your story to tens of thousands of cannabis industry influencers.